Hello, and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast for, what is today? <laughs> January 11th, 2018. That's how, okay, this is going to set the tone for today's episode. Let's just say it right off the bat. So Ben is having a travel day, but we still wanted to do a podcast. So kind of last minute, we called our, our boy, alumni of the show, Johnny Brook, said, hey, what are you doing, man? You want to hop on the podcast? And he said, heck no. No, what's <laughs> going said, on, heck guys? no, but... <laughs> We How's twisted his arm and, and here he is. So yeah, we're doing something right. that might be ill-advised. So absolutely no preparation for this show. It's going to be a good one, though. I think it will be. We figure we're just going to kind of hang out, see what happens, and we'll just kind of play it by ear. So anyway, I noticed something about Johnny when, you didn't when he hopped on me. the... Uh, oh, <laughs> and some other schlep named Mike Montgomery. Yeah. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good, job. good stuff. So today, it's actually fitting. So... I, uh, when Johnny hopped on the call, I saw his arm and I was like, dude, what the heck happened to your elbow? Ooh. Got this huge cut on his elbow. Look at that. So go ahead and tell that story real quick. And then I'll tell you what day it is today. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty epic tale. I was telling Chris, I, uh, was taking out my garbage before dinner tonight and slipped and fell and, uh, <laughs> and that was it. But, uh, yeah, it was raining and evidently our, our trash can lid had like blown down the driveway and it's like really cold here. So I was jogging down the driveway trying to go get the trash can lid, slipped, fell, then got up, realized the door to our house had locked behind me, and we had music going inside, (laughs) so my wife couldn't even hear me, so I'm like banging on the door in the cold rain, trying to get back inside, like bleeding from my arm. It was... uh, it was classic, you know. It was, it's been a while since I've fallen on concrete. If it makes you feel better, I cut my finger cooking just a little bit Oof. ago. Oof. Man, cooking's da- dinner yeah. time's dangerous. I guess it on is, that podcast. It is. I'm not eating tonight. That's why you got to go out. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the story that Johnny tells me, but I don't believe him because I looked up the national day today, and it is National Jump in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. Mm, so I think he go. was splashing around in some puddles. Yeah, I was celebrating. <laughs> ate it. <laughs> All of yep. a sudden, he's got a bloody elbow. Yep, all of a sudden. All right. Why don't we uh, hop into what our, what we're working on, and let's let's go ahead and let Johnny kick it off since he's new to the cast. Give the 30-second introduction to yourself as well, just for anybody that hasn't yeah. listened to your last episode. Just for fun. For sure, yeah. I, uh, I'm Johnny Brook. I run Crafted Workshop, put out almost weekly YouTube videos about making stuff. I definitely kind of fall in the modern uh, category. I, I really dig modern design and what all three of you dudes put out for sure. Um, been at it for, I guess, about a year and a half now, full time actually, for just about a year and a half now, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, loving it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Live in Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, have a wife and two cats. So yeah, that's, go watch his videos. That's, me in a nutshell. that's it. That's it. <laughs> awesome. So, yes. what are you working on this week? So I just finished up, uh, Chris and I are working on these projects for this true value thing we're doing. Oh, the man uh, cave. Yeah, the the, the kind of pimp your man cave thing. So yeah, true value, in case you guys don't know, they're kind of like a a chain of independent uh, hardware stores, essentially. So imagine like a a mom and pop hardware store, uh, but they have like, I don't know, 4,000 locations or something like that, I think they said. Yeah. So I've been working on my projects for that. The the idea for me, I, I went to True Value and had like a little shopping spree and bought literally everything I needed to build the projects I'm working on. So every tool, every clamp, every, you know, the tape measures, like literally the only stuff I used was the stuff I had bought on that trip. So um, it was it was an interesting challenge and I was definitely a little like a little anxiety provoking because I was like, you know, I don't want to get back home and, and realize I didn't get something essential, but I I think I covered my bases pretty well and, uh, I'm building a dartboard cabinet. So, you know, kind of a little, little, uh, enclosure with a couple doors to, to put your dartboard in kind of perfect for a man cave. That one turned out pretty well. I've been wanting a dartboard kind of in my basement home theater kind of hangout area anyway so that worked out nicely and then i built a patio cooler stand for a yeti cooler which true value sells which are super hot right now oh yeah and uh it's basically just a little stand that holds the cooler up makes it looks a little nicer and you can mount a bottle opener to it and don't have to bend over quite as far to get your your adult beverage out of there (laughs) so um that was a good one and then i also turned a whiskey bottle i had into a lamp that was a a pretty fun little project yeah i had never like drilled uh, a hole into glass so that was kind of an interesting you know new thing it was really easy come to find out just got to have the right drill bit and uh go slow 
Yeah, exactly. Go slow. I've sprayed water on it while I was doing it, and it was all good. So, yeah, three pretty simple projects and uh, came together in a couple days and should be putting out the video uh, the day before this podcast goes up, I guess. Yep. And Chris yeah, will they be should both put, be up by the time. Yeah, they'll, ours will both be up. So, um, Oh, yeah. Well, transition, Chris, <laughs> well, and what is yes. your video? Yeah. If it's going up same day, what are you making? I actually talked about it last week. Remember, it was the um, the media console, the TV stand. Oh, okay. So, gotcha, but gotcha. I will quickly add that I actually I did the same thing that Johnny did where I got all my materials, all my tools, everything. Actually, not all my materials, but all the tools and everything I needed to build the project from True Valley. And I actually went one step further than Johnny. I didn't even want to use the hands that I already had, so I hired some day laborers <laughs> to do all the work. Took the cashier from True Value and yeah. said, hey, you know how to run a saw? You take gift cards? Let's go. Hop in the truck. No. Um, uh, actually, go ahead and uh, Mike, go ahead and talk about what you're working on and then come back to me because I'll try to impromptu transition it to like a little topic if possible wow okay (laughs) big goals there okay so this week on tuesday i put out the uh, coffee table with the steel base the no welding coffee table that i talked about last week so basically what i did for as a quick refresher is i got some three quarter inch by three quarter inch aluminum tubing from home depot what's really cool about about aluminum you can cut it with a normal old saw you don't need any kind of special blade for it so it's really really like beginner friendly And then I took wooden, like square wooden dowels, filled that void inside of the tube with the wood. That way it gives it a little bit more, I guess that would be tinsel strength so it doesn't bend as easily. And it gives me some meat on the inside of that tube that I can screw into. So I just used wood screws everywhere. I connected everything with just a simple butt joint. And then I also filled that with epoxy and it was surprisingly strong. I, uh, I jumped at, I jumped on it in my video and it didn't break. It wobbled. It did wobble. But uh, that's fine. I, I I would say it's as sturdy as Chris's furniture for the most part. Hey, like it's not fat guy, it's not fat guy furniture, but it's definitely yeah. strong enough that it should strong never break. Enough. It it's strong yeah. enough for what you would use it for. It's yeah. a coffee table. Yeah, exactly. How strong, it, like, it doesn't how, need a you lot. You could put of... a really big coffee on it. <laughs> yeah, and it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, you could put a huge coffee on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's a super clever uh, way of using aluminum. I know, like I've seen, like David Picciuto did one mm-hmm. where he brazed aluminum, which is kind of a pain in the butt. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that, but it it kind of drips all over the place and was really a pain. And I don't think it's actually that strong. Whereas what you did like screws into wood, uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty strong. So, and it looks awesome. So I'm still deciding on what I'm going to do next. It's Monday and you're listening on Thursday. So a few days have passed. So I'm either doing concrete planners and trying to get that to work because last time I tried it failed, or I'm going to be building a dining table with the same method. Uh, like I mentioned, I think last week, uh, now that I know that works, I can go to a, like a local metal supplier because Home Depot only sells up to an inch by an inch, but I could get something with an inside diameter, maybe an inch and a half by an inch and a half. That way I can cut a two by four into a square, run that on the inside of it, and it'll be real beefy, maybe even throw some lag bolts into it or something to where it's like really just like mechanically just the fasteners will be really strong, let alone the epoxy. So yeah, so yeah, follow me on Instagram if you're not already, and I'll be putting updates up there. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I so like you said, we're recording this early, but I I have pretty high hopes for that video of yours, Mike. I think it's going to do really well. It seems like it's going to be the type of video that it'll it's going to get a lot of views. I think so. And you're probably going to get a ton of questions from people yep. and a lot of like you know Monday morning quarterbacking going on. But it seems yeah. like it should be a good video. Well, it's a new method for a new medium. That's the thing. Like most people, I don't think have probably used aluminum, and if they have, they certainly haven't done it in that way. So that's it's pretty cool, man. I think that's going to be awesome. I definitely hope it. I hope it pops off, and I hope that people have good, co- like some good constructive comments on how I could improve it. Because, like I said, it does have a little bit of wobble when you push on it or jump on it. Um, but I'm sure there's other ways. I, in hindsight, I could have made it stronger. I could have gotten some. You know, they sell those probably like two inch by two inch, just little angle brackets, little metal angle brackets that you use to screw things together. I bet mm-hmm. on each one of those corners, I could have hit a couple of those on the underside of it with epoxy and screwed it all in to make it stronger. Um, I'm sure there's quite a few things that I could have done to make it just generally a little beefier. So if you guys watch that video, you guys listening, uh, and, and have any yep. good ideas that are actually going to be helpful, hit me up. And uh, in this dining table video, I think I'm going to make I'm going to make that one into two videos. One that's just strictly how to make a table base out of aluminum and all that stuff. And then there will be a, a dining table video on its own. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it was good. You also, I could tell that you thought the same things that I had mentioned going in, and that's probably why you tacked on that whole ending where you kind of addressed everything, yep. trying to kind of, <laughs> yeah, cut people off at the pass before they get to you. Uh, I think the number one thing that pops into my head for probably how you could just make it sturdy, although it would change the design, would just be sort of like triangulating the base a little bit, getting like a 45-degree yeah. connector that goes from the horizontal to the vertical. Yeah, yeah, if if... If the design allowed it, it would definitely help. Yeah. Yep. So one other idea there. So Jimmy, I've noticed, has been doing this a lot where it's almost like a half lap for metal, if you will, where he cuts three of the four sides away. So you're left with this one flat piece that kind of sticks out of the end. And then that way you have actually like a, a one piece of solid metal that then you can fasten to the other piece. And then the other three sides are kind of butted up against the piece. It's really kind of hard to explain and more easy to show. But I think, you know, like rather than just a, a butt joint, essentially, it would actually have, you know, something where the, the metal was resting against it, you know, almost like a half lap or something like that, which I think could add some, a little more strength to it. I think so. And that's the tough part is where you have three pieces merging together. Because if you just yeah. have two, you, you've just got one screw going one way. But when you've got three pieces intersecting in the same joint, now you've got screws crossing each other. And, and, I, and I know that that jeopardizes the strength, but I knew I wanted the, I knew I wanted the frame to run along the outside of the tabletop. Um, but that's mm-hmm. why I did the stretchers on the bottom. I inset those. That way they could be you know individual joints. Uh, yep. So yeah, I bet you could even just do a plain old half lap with the aluminum, mm-hmm. since you you could just do that on the table saw, just uh, literally yeah. pretend it's wood. Yeah, yeah. Or mm. I mean, you could learn to aluminum TIG weld, uh, which you know <laughs> yeah. involve welding. Super easy, you know. Super simple TIG welding, you know, no biggie. If I was welding, I would have just bought steel. <laughs> oh yeah, I got an idea. What if you just bought a pre-made metal yeah. base? I bet IKEA go. makes something oh, just wow, like man. that. You guys are we're, geniuses. We're getting ideas here. I should quit. What am I even doing? <laughs> Brainstorming here. Uh, All right, Chris. What are you working on now? Now that it's now that time okay. has elapsed. Yes. So I finished up while you were talking. That's why I had you go first. I had to go finish up that media <laughs> console real quick. No, I had that finished. So this past weekend, I started working on a new project for. Um, I know, Mike, so you just did the table base that was sponsored by Care of, the vitamin company. And so I'm doing a video with them also. Nice. And so I wanted to try to make something that like worked into the the whole thing that they got going on. And so for me, the big thing that they offer is convenience, right? They send you the pills. It's there. You're, it's easy to remember to take them. You just grab the packet in the morning, take it or take it with you, whatever you got to do. You don't have to do the little weekly pill things where right, you organize so I, and separate them and stuff. Yeah, and my, my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so <laughs> so I I leave it sitting on my bathroom counter so that, you know, I'm there every morning getting ready. I Same. grab it, I take it with me. And so I thought, oh, maybe I could like build a little like, not dispenser, but just almost like a cover over, because they send them to you in essentially a dispenser already. Yep. So I thought I could just build like a cover for it that looked cool, made it like a nice decoration that looked good on my countertop. And so I thought, okay, well maybe I can do that and then just make a few other dispensers for other things we have. So like we have a little cup dispenser thing for, you know, when my kid, when we brush his teeth and I, you know, like a box of napkins. So I just made these three dispensers that all have a similar kind of aesthetic and will look good on the countertop and it'll make it a a convenient way for me to leave the vitamins out all the time and to remember to take them because they're, you know, insight in mind, basically. That's, that's the theory with it. Yeah. So that got me kind of thinking maybe we can turn this into a little topic or maybe you guys will have something to say about this while I was designing it. Like I kept, I've been doing a lot of big projects lately. Like, you know, I, I, I just did uh, that three-legged coffee table. I just did the big bookshelf that hasn't come out yet. I just did the media console that hasn't come out yet and I have another big one on the horizon. So I wanted to do something a little bit smaller for this project. And so I was designing it and I was working on stuff and I kept kind of like second guessing myself while I was designing it and thinking, oh, you know, no, I need to do something bigger. I need to do something bigger. And so even though I liked the look of the the dispenser boxes that I was making, I like kept putting it on the back burner and just designing other things, almost like forcing myself to try to do bigger because I just kept like second guessing doing something so simple. Yeah. So maybe that can be a little topic is about like second guessing yourself. So oh, yeah. how often do you on a design second guess yourself? And that's not to say that, you know, you just like first time you draw one thing and you're like, that's it. But maybe you have something that you actually do really like, but for whatever reason you decide not to, to do it. 
You know what happens yeah. with me a lot is I've got about a million ideas while I'm working on something, but then once mm-hmm. I finish a, finish a project and it's time to start the next one, for some reason I'm like, I don't know what to build now. And <laughs> it gets to this point where you're like, oh God, I know I have ideas. I have ideas. Yeah. So you go running through the sketchbook and you're like, I can do this. Oh, it's not even good. But whenever I had the idea, I loved it. But for some reason yeah. now it's like, it's not good enough. So then you run through other stuff. It's kind of like, guess what you're talking about, Chris. But yeah, that was how I was with the coffee table idea. I, I had that idea for about a year probably, but... Mm-hmm. It was one, the fear of it just not working and wasting a week and, you yeah. know, with sponsors and all that kind of stuff. But Karev was really nice. I told them this might work, this might not work. So it'll either be this week or next week. And they were really cool about it. So I got to experiment with that. What was your fail safe? If it had just totally not worked, what would you have done? Just a totally different video for them? I don't know. Yeah, I probably would have looked at my sketchbook and said, oh, no, these ideas are terrible. What can I make? <laughs> Start panicking. <laughs> yeah, I would have been in full panic mode. But uh but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of ideas. Johnny, do you have one? Ideas oh, yeah. that, uh, yeah. Well, so for me, I think, you know, small projects versus big projects, that kind of thing, second guessing myself. I mean, I think I have this bad habit of pigeonholing myself into kind of what I think my audience sees me as, which I think is kind of ridiculous. At the end of the day, I think really most of what our audience cares about is is us and us having a good time and and making the stuff that we like. So, you know, like like this whiskey bottle lamp, for example. It's been I've been hanging on to this bottle for like months now and have wanted to make a lamp out of it, but like to me that's way too like Pinteresty and crafty for what mm-hmm. my channel would typically cover, you know, I'm much more on like the furniture kind of thing. Uh, that that those are the types of projects that I typically you know think I should be building, but mm-hmm. you know like last week I put out these mallets and you know that's not something I would typically build, but people seem to like it and it did well. So you know I, I think <laughs> Chris and I were talking about this earlier today. I think we a lot of us get hung up on what YouTube wants out of us too, like what you know how mm-hmm. long our videos should be, what day we should put them up, where we should share mm-hmm. them, you know, like what yeah. what they should be about, all that kind of stupid stuff that I think we get way too in our heads about, and and I think that can lead to then second guessing even our content, which you know, at the end of the day, we certainly shouldn't let like the platform and our audience dictate what we're making. Like we should be making stuff that we like because we're our own bosses and it's nice to be able to (laughs) make stuff that you like for a living, you know, like that's kind of, I think the whole point of this. So yeah, I mean, I know I second guess myself all the time for sure. Well, Mike can tell you about doing the sort of Pinterest thing. He had some great success with those candles, right, Mike? <laughs> oh, get out of here. Yeah, that one didn't work. Hey, the video's starting to get views. It's at like 50,000 at this point, I think. It's getting you close. Know what? I just keep plugging it on every other one of my videos and be like, go watch it. I didn't get any views. Watch those candles. Get but, in your room. <laughs> yep. Dolores said she really liked that video. I did too, man. It, it was, was a cool project, man. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like, that is exactly what I'm talking about, though. It's like we take a risk, we step outside of our comfort zone, like content-wise, and then maybe it doesn't do as well, and and then we never do it again. But like, I don't know. I think that's a. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that that style of video will never do well. Maybe it was just right. that week. It was that project. It was that whatever. And what's interesting, yeah, exactly. What's interesting, though, is when I made the steel-based candles, I also made some wood-based candles, uh, Mm -hmm. and I filmed that for a video, and that's going to be a dwell video. So I think it's going to be hilarious if that video that goes on dwell just, like, pops (laughs) off and goes crazy, and and for some reason, like, mine just, it couldn't get any legs, but... That's funny. But yeah, that'll be up on dwell in, I don't know, like, a week or two, so there you go. More announcements. I'm just out here with announcements today. Yeah. Just always <laughs> plugging candles, man. <laughs> I know. Well, I would say all three of us really, I, in my mind, like fall into that furniture category. Like that yeah, right. is that's the bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, like whereas I think somebody like Ben, like that dude can do whatever the heck he wants. It seems like and yeah, he's a lot more like varied. That's how I want my channel to be because that to me seems fun and you know keeps things fresh and exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, it's hard not to second guess yourself and, and kind of get into that, that rut almost of project styles. Let me ask you guys this then. So then since we're all sort of in that like furniture category, can you guys think of any projects that you have that don't really fall into that category that perf- outperformed what you would have expected them to do, or, you know, just did a little bit better than what you might've thought? The renovation videos did great. Yeah, that's true. The um, renovation and that wasn't well furniture. Yeah. That was really mostly of what I've done. That's not furniture. Um, 
everything it seems like most other things if it's like an accessory or something that's just you know a little bit in left field it's definitely there's a drop off in views but i think there's a trade-off though yes it's not going to get as many views but i think it keeps your content more interesting for the people that watch every video right yep. you know what i mean and i think yeah. there's there's something to that as well because yeah we're all trying to grow our audience we're all trying to like get as many you know viewers and subscribers as we can because it's a business but at the same point you can only make so many dining tables before people don't want to see you make dining tables anymore. Yeah, that's a good um, point. We kind of think of, I, I guess we have a tendency to think about it on launch day, but not think about yeah. like every day after launch day when people are <laughs> going to be finding you or discovering you from any number of, you know, maybe it's some video that you put out in two years from now and that's how they discover you. So yeah, it actually behooves you in the long run to have those kind of smaller projects to, I don't know, just to have like a more uh, fully realized catalog. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to do a little bit with with the candle video and with the lamp video I just put out a little bit ago, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, is I didn't expect them to go crazy with my audience. Some people would watch them, I expected that, but I knew it wouldn't get the same amount as the coffee table or something like that. But like what Johnny was just saying, I, I want to experiment more, and the only way I'm going to be able to do that and have an audience that's super into that is to experiment on a small scale let people find those videos. Let get some new subscribers from the candles video. Get some subscribers from the lamp video. Right. That way, when they see me, those are the videos that they like. You know what I mean? Right now, what's this furniture crap? Exactly. Yeah. If all you're doing is putting out <laughs> furniture videos, the only yep. people that are going to find you are people that want to find furniture videos. But if you throw some feelers out there, that's how you broaden your audience a little bit. And that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I'm not going crazy with it, but. Just something to where if I if I want to go a little bit in left field, I don't have to feel like oh no I can't I can't attach a sponsor to this or mm-hmm. I can't do it because it's not gonna it's just not gonna perform or something like that. Right, planting yeah. seeds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think for me that uh, I think shop projects fall in that category too because like yeah. I know I personally I don't really like building shop projects. Like mm-hmm. I want to build cool stuff for inside my house or for friends or whatever. Like building something for my shop just seems almost like a waste of time. Whereas a lot of guys, I think, make their kind of, you know, their living making shop projects, you know, like, like Chris Schwartz, yeah. he makes his living building workbenches essentially, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I think I've always been a little bit hesitant to build those types of things because I'm not as into them, but then, you know, like I've had this assembly table video do really well and, you know, the plan sales have done really well for it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Again, it's like just kind of doing what, what feels right. Like I needed a new assembly table. I was annoyed with the one I had. So I spent a while designing it and made one that's pretty sweet. And, you know, it made a good video. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think following your gut. It's kind of like timing, I guess. Yeah. Where yeah. If, if, like whenever I started making videos, I wasn't in like a proper shop set up. Like to, for, for me to make shop videos didn't make sense because I had a shitty looking shop. But yeah. once you moved into your new shop and you're really getting it outfitted and all that kind of stuff, the timing's right. And it's relevant to what you're doing. It makes sense in context. And so yep. I think that's what a lot of it is. You know, when you look at someone like uh, Brad Rodriguez from Fix This, Build That. Oh, yeah. He's that's like his the, bread and butter. That's his bread and butter. He's like the and organization That's who I was thinking master. of when I was talking about it <laughs> was yeah. Brad. Because, I mean, he just crushes it with that stuff. And, like, his shop is so organized. Like, I've been in there a couple of times. I'm like, dude, that is uh, that's impressive. You got, yeah. you got your storage dialed. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's all kind of within contracts. What were you about to say, Chris? I was going to say um, when Johnny brought up the – the like workbench stuff or the shop furniture. That's actually the one video. So before he brought that up, the, the only video that I was thinking of for me that like by far exceeded my expectations. And I guess it still kind of falls in the realm of furniture is just the simpler wall organizer, just because I don't think of that yeah. as what I do. But then I guess that's just a testament to. I, I pe- love that video though. That's I, one of, that's, of your videos. That's like top five for me. Top the five, video baby. is awesome. The design is great. It's super functional. looks like I, I want to see you do more of that. Yeah, see, yeah. I think it's a testament to how well like a true DIY kind of project can do. Yes. You know, there's nothing super fancy about it. It's just kind of like a simple concept. Here's how to do it. It's still unique looking. I think stuff like that 
you know, you can't think of those every week or whatever, but when you can, those types of things are going to do well just because it appeals to like a mass audience of people who are interested in that. Yeah. And it's accessible. Yeah. The, so then when you brought up the, the shop furniture, cause that's something that I've never really been interested in building either. And I did the plywood workbench. And the only reason I did that is just cause I needed it. And like, you know, yeah. you get to the point with doing this kind of stuff where you're like, I'm not going to build something and not film it. No. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah. cooking food and not eating it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's like the only reason that I did it was I was getting the X carve. I needed somewhere to store it. I was like, well, I don't know why I even have this workbench. Like I do not use it as a workbench. It's basically an outfeed table slash assembly table. Uh, and it was always kind of like one of those things that when I first started putting my shop together, even though it was cheap, honestly, but it was like, I, di- I shouldn't have bought this. Like I didn't need it. I could have just built something out of plywood and it would have, like this one serves me better than that one does. And even though it's like technically not as strong and whatever, it's strong enough. But I mean, you don't use really like many hand tools and the right. things you would need like a traditional workbench for, you don't really do yeah. that much. Mike so. can come over and dance and jump on at any time and <laughs> it'll be, <laughs> we'll do might rock a little bit, but it'll be fine. But yeah, that's, and it, it's actually done like a lot better than I would have expected something like that to do. Like I would have thought that would have been kind of like a throwaway project, but like yeah. it's, I would say, above average for my videos well and it's interesting because to me like that is one common link between all of us as woodworkers it's like no matter what style you're into if you're into rustic farmhouse or mid-century modern or whatever true we all have to have a shop you know so (laughs) i think it like it it goes beyond it's like macro level woodworking Mm -hmm. project you know so I, i think that's part of why they're so successful and I also think there's a bit of like woodworking voyeurism stuff. Like, whereas if somebody's building a project like that, they probably have a pretty nice shop. People like to see that kind of thing. You know, like if you're living in a loft in the middle of a city and like you can never have that kind of space, I think that's a big factor too. But yeah, I think uh, it connects us all for sure. That's why like crosscut sleds, like those are like some of the best viewed woodworking videos on YouTube are freaking crosscut sleds. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's insane. You know, I got a, I have an idea for a shop project that, I've been second guessing. There we go. Uh-oh. Back to the topic Uh-oh. for a minute. So I don't have a cabinet saw. It's partially because I work with Ryobi. It's also partially because I don't want to move a giant table saw when I move out of the house that I'm living in now, which will be relatively soon. Mm-hmm. And so the one the one big thing with a job site saw is there's no dust collection at all. It's just everything empties out just straight to the floor. Uh-huh. So we were I've talking about idea. that today too. Oh, yes, were you? We were. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've had the idea for a while of basically making a job site saw pretty much airtight, mm-hmm. getting a dust collection port installed in it, and basically retrofitting a job site saw to work more in a shop environment. So, kind of making it into like a semi cabinet saw. Maybe. Ju- uh no, like I wouldn't be making a new table for. Oh, there wouldn't it or be like, like a that. surround around it or anything like that. No, it would really just be like. Fitting it for dust collection for the most part, but just making it to where it's like a little more applicable for like a shop environment rather than Mm -hmm. just out in the backyard. Yeah. Or driveway or something like that. But then again, that's the other thing where it's like, well, I don't have another video that's even close, like in my category to that. So it's another left field. It's an opportunity though, man. But I think it could do well, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, especially if, if you've converted a lot of your audience from like not a woodworker to building with those kind of simpler, like a more job site style tool, then yeah. it could be useful. And I mean, dude, look at the people who do that kind of stuff, like Matthias Wandel, John Heiss, like DIY creators, like those people crush with that kind of stuff. It's, uh, th- those That's are the true. three off the top of my head and they, they, they make very simple tools, very effective. And yeah, see, I'm way too lazy to do that. I just want like, just go buy it. The fanciest thing, just throw money at it, you know, like give me, give me the top of the line and then I'll just, that'll be it. Yeah. Do you guys have okay, any saw cool. stops with a gold top on it? Yeah. Cause that's what yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I need that gold leaf handle. Yeah. I need a grill on my saw stop. Yeah. Oh, we have our diamond tooth blades. No, I want the whole blade Actual to be a diamond. diamond bl- it's yeah. just one big diamond. <laughs> hey, it's sharp, right? It'll cut anything. Yeah. And then even beyond that, right? This is really just off the top of my head. Y'all are talking about doing a crosscut sled. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a lot of videos for building a crosscut sled for a job site saw. So uh, maybe there's an opportunity too. I don't too. think I've seen one. Yeah. Or it- when I built one for mine back in the day, uh, Darbin Orver had built like a really sweet one actually. And mm-hmm. uh, she, she did a good job on it. But yeah, I think 
I think that would be a super applicable kind of niche because a lot of the ones that like we would build for a cabinet saw wouldn't really work because they're way too big. Right. Yep. Uh, so, and you could build in, like to me, it's always about having that one hook that really yeah. makes it unique. Like for, for my assembly table, like I built in storage for my sustainers and I had the T-track yeah. top and then I had like an air hose reel built in. Like, I like those that, little yeah. like custom little touches, I feel like made that project. So if you could do the same thing for a crosscut sled and not just make it four pieces of wood that you know like put no, a fence on it yeah. or put you know whatever mike you should yeah. do like a whole series that just pimp my ryobi pimp. <laughs> and then like i make some kind of really cool straight line jig for the circular saw like all Dude. kinds of stuff yeah do it maybe do it i'll talk to ryobi about that see there if you go. Down. Mm-hmm. see they see may it. not want me doing it they're like no 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 no, no. that's <laughs> not how you're supposed to use tools we don't condone that like, yeah come on i already leave. got exhibit on yeah. board yeah, exactly. I already have exhibit on board. He's ready to go, just man. Just flying in. Just green light oh, this thing. Just green. <laughs> it's not really exhibit. It's just my roommate in yeah. blackface. But. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, they God. are definitely not going to get on board with that one. No, no. <laughs> All right. Sorry, maybe, I said that. What else? Uh, what else should we talk about? We've probably exhausted that. Oh, I yeah. think Mike put a nail in the coffin with. Yeah, he really, he really killed it. <laughs> that with, last uh, comment. I apologize for anyone that was offended by that. I just it was. Funny. That's my territory. On another note, though, you know what we all will be doing very soon? Talking at Workbench Con. Oh, uh, yeah. That's in February, Ooh. right? Yes, it is. 2026? 20, 22nd oh. through the 24th. <laughs> if you haven't bought a ticket yet, you should. Me and Chris are doing a talk together. Mm-hmm. It's about just generally staging your work, setting it up for success, because everyone can build a beautiful piece of furniture, but if you take a crappy picture of it, it's not going to look good. It's you worthless. know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of based around that. What are you talking about, Johnny? So I guess I'm doing like a presentation on social video. Basically, I'm going to be talking about video production in general and kind of how you can kind of get into it on a budget, that kind of thing. But then also kind of strategies for the different social platforms, including YouTube, uh, if you want to start adding kind of video to your game rather than just photos. Because I think I know Instagram for sure is pushing video heavy, but uh, so is is Facebook now. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing any sort of content marketing stuff, you need to be doing video so that's kind of what i'm going to be talking about so i'm, I'm pretty excited man it's going to be it's kind of like a who's who of uh really of, of our of our niche so it's gonna be super fun man i love events like this yeah there are a lot of fun this is kind of the first event that almost everybody that's kind of doing this on a on a full-time level is almost going to be at excluding yeah. just like a few people so if you're if you're into watching us on youtube you should come seriously It'll even be if you have fun. no interest in content creation, <laughs> even if you're just like just a come to hang hardcore fan, yeah. it's a it's a rare rare event. So I thought I'm, you were gonna I'm say a rare treat to get yes, to meet. It is gonna be a rare treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward my, to it. Like even from a fan perspective, just because yeah. I haven't really like I've honestly of all the people in the space, the only people I've met in person are Johnny, Evan, and Caitlin. They're all gonna all of three of you will be there. That's it. Those are the only people I've ever met. I've talked to everybody else like, you know, a little bit here and there, either like through a podcast or through email or whatever, but it'll be really cool to get to like press the flesh and meet everybody and probably even meet a lot of like people that I've talked to through comments and all that stuff. Yep. That'll be really cool too, because everybody's got time slots when they, when they're doing their private like uh, sessions, whatever you want to call it. And then when they're Mm -hmm. doing their talks, but there's going to be a lot of walk around time for everybody that's involved. So for anybody that's coming, that's interested in meeting, uh, hanging out, getting to know each other, or just ask questions casually, that kind of thing, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of time where people are just going to be walking around yeah. real casual. So it should be it should be really cool. Plus, we're going to be able to, I think, if if not not everybody, I don't think everybody's going to be building stuff, but there's going to be a lot of tool demos, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of more hands on stuff rather than just like normal trade show stuff where it's like. Hello, my name is Bob, the demonstrator for X Tool brand. Look yeah. at it. Don't touch it, but look at it. Um, <laughs> well, I, like, I think it'll be a little bit more interactive. So, uh, We'll yeah. leave a link to that in the description of this. But if you go to workbenchcon.com, uh, sign up, use the code MODERNBUILD. Sorry, Johnny, we're plugging ours on this. Or not Modern Builds. Sorry, use, uh, what's, our, what's our code, uh, Chris? Crafted Workshop, I think. No, Dang no, it. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll put uh, it... We'll- since we have yeah, free we'll reign over this, we'll, we'll put it in the comments. Or not in the comments, but in, in the, the video description. description. Show notes. I don't even know my own code, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, have to figure, I'll have to figure that out. I know normally we have the refresher before we mention it. but anyways. We always have Ben do it. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, if y'all are interested in that, we'd love to see. We'd love to hang out. Uh, it's it's in late February, so get your plane tickets and whatnot booked because things and get expensive. it's in expensive. Atlanta, man, which is super easy to get to. Like it, it's like, a hub of Atlanta. everything. It's like there's no excuse not to go. And like, I don't know, just having everybody stay in downtown like that, it's going to be some good after-hours shenanigans too, I think. that That's like, to me, the highlights of these type of events is, oh, yeah. you know, after you know when everybody's hanging out at the bar and really talking honestly yeah, yeah. it's That's like a <laughs> podcast when you don't have to censor uh-huh. yourself exactly exactly <laughs> or apologize for your uh, maybe yeah. slightly for your covert I'm not racism say racist. it wasn't racist but it was inappropriate i guess yeah it would only be racist <laughs> if it actually happened yeah yeah there we go or if exactly. it me- or if i meant it yeah exactly yeah. so anyways I got to that. It'll be a lot of fun. I thought of uh, two other things that we could talk about. So one of them, we'll come back to this one, but remind me because I will forget. Remind me SketchUp. Okay. Mike, I'll task yeah. you with that. Oh, yeah. I'm learning, but, man. Give me, the quiz. Give me well, the quiz. Well, before that, before that. So Johnny, you mentioned something when you were talking about your talk there about, you know, um, people being content creators on other things. And then like, you know, if you do want to do video, so you'll also be talking about YouTube. And so, you know, right now it does exist where certain people don't make videos who are like, you know, influencers or whatever, the whatever term yeah. you want to use is. But like in my head, at least for right now, YouTube is the juggernaut, right? Would you guys oh, yeah. agree that that's true? It's the easiest to build an audience on for sure. I feel Instagram is pretty strong, but I would say YouTube is definitely right, true. Um, so it just got me thinking like, man, are we heading to a time? And I hope we are not where there's like three (laughs) platforms that are simultaneously like a 33% share. Would that be a pain in the butt from just like organizing everything? Exactly. So my, my biggest worry is Facebook because I loathe Facebook with every like fiber of my being because they ruined it. I agree with that. Except for, I feel like if it does become that, then it's going to have to change where it becomes a lot easier and more natural to, to use. Yes. Facebook in its current state will never be up there with YouTube. Yeah. It'll, it'll evolve into something where we are more excited about using it. Yeah. I still think I'm going to step my, I'm going to put my foot down and say, I will never use Facebook. Like I use YouTube. Uh Oh, there it is for posting. I don't care well, how big it gets. <laughs> I don't think Facebook can do it right. That that's I think I don't think we're gonna have to make that choice because I just don't see Facebook doing it properly because their video stuff is such a mess that if we're talking about video specifically, I feel like them trying to play catch up with YouTube, who is Google. So every time yeah. somebody Googles something, a YouTube video is gonna come up. Like being able to beat that is going to be hard unless Facebook has their own search engine that trumps Google at some point, which of course is possible. But I, I don't know. They've just handled their video stuff so messily. I, I kind of think that any of these things that's going to become the biggest is going to evolve and it's going to become the biggest for a reason. And it's going to be because there's the most opportunity there and because people like using it the best. So, yeah. You know, obviously, if that happens, then that's where you want to be. So you're always going to want to be wherever the biggest is. I'm just dreading a a situation where it really is like an even split and you have to like because right now we use everything but like you know the the bulk of my time easily goes into what's on youtube and then everything else is like made kind of to exactly to to funnel you there essentially and i just dread that time where we're having to like spread ourselves more thin and then that cuts into like the core of what you're doing which is creating the content no matter where it lives but like the more the more that happens, then it's like the more administrative time there is in, in contrast with the content creation time of it. Yeah, exactly. the customer service side has gotten so hard on online these days because there are just so many places for people to reach you. Like yeah. they can yeah. message you on so many platforms. And if you miss it, like, I mean, they might understand if you miss it. It's not, you know, super direct depending on the platform, but I still, I feel terrible. You know, every time I see like there's been a message there for like three months that I haven't noticed, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. Then it's hard to, then it's like, hey, sorry, this one totally yeah, got buried yeah, somehow. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's kind of awkward. That always happens to me with Facebook messages. Those are the ones that yeah. I always miss. Somehow. I turned I turned Facebook messaging off. I turned uh, it yeah, off I on my account where you can't message that me off. anymore. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Smart. So I've got the hypothetical for this week, Chris. Okay. I don't okay. know if you have one ready, but I, I do. Go for it. All right. I, I, I found this from the internet, so don't think I'm great at this. Oh, boy. <clears throat> if, you could reli- if, or, <laughs> if you could relive the last year, would uh-huh. you change any decisions you made? If so, which one? One decision. 
one big choice of last year. And if you want to make it specifically related to, you know, what we're doing, that would probably be applicable. Probably that blackface comment I made. (laughs) I'd take that back. Are we talking 2017, I guess? Because, like, there's only been eight days in 2018. Only eight days, but a lot of regrets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this last year. I would have played less Zelda in the last six days for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't, you got yeah. one might kick us off with what what would yeah. you have changed last year early fall i thought i should put a fireplace in the shop uh-huh it'll make winter so much better and less miserable being out there when it's 12 degrees outside but i didn't do it didn't do it and at this oh. point and at this point it's not worth it the amount of money i'm going to spend on a fireplace is less is more than the money I'm going to spend to run the heater that I have now, but the heater still isn't like super strong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it keeps it bearable, bearable, but it's still not comfortable. So yeah, yeah, I would do that. I can tell you a decision I don't regret on that note is putting in a mini split in my shop because my God, it is like it's been a game changer. Like it's you know twelve degrees outside, yeah, and. 60 in my shop and it's amazing it makes such a big difference because like for me i don't how do you have like how do your finishes dry when it's that cold like that's my biggest yeah. concern like being cold it's, sucks you but know like, it's funny <laughs> i uh anytime i do a tabletop glue up is i clamp it all up get it all ready and then i bring it into the house and i just <laughs> lean it i just lean it on the wall in the kitchen until it dries Dude. Dude, I cannot wait for you to come to my shop in February and just see what it's like like to work in a shop that's <laughs> I don't know, like price to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's going to be That's the uh, bad thing. Even when change. I even when I moved into the new shop, I'm like, "All right, I'm going to really set this up. I'm going to get it going." But as soon as I got walls up and I got it to where I could put tools halfway away, I'm like, like "Go, screw go, this. Go, go. I want to like I just got to the point where I'm like, "I'm done. I just want to start building stuff." Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but some people love shop furniture and that's great. I wish I liked it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I don't know, man. I really like. I'm having trouble thinking of anything. Like I don't. No. I hey, that's a good sign. Then I only that's made right thing. moves last year. No, just joking. yeah. Only, I only made the right decision every time. <laughs> hey, I don't second guess myself, right? Wow, bringing okay, it we'll really, really Ooh. back full circle. Hey, who knows what would have happened if you didn't make the same decisions? That's right. But we, it's like uh, the butterfly effect. Exactly. We'd all be yeah. reptiles right now. Um, well. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I, I got to bring it back to that SketchUp thing I was supposed to ask. Because now... Well, I t- haven't even answered mine. You didn't? No. no. Split. Split. I said, I said my regret wasn't. Oh, okay. Doing That's yeah. what it wasn't. No, I, I didn't really have one. I guess okay. I'd probably skip that trip to California. You know, uh, that was yeah, a big was... waste of time going to see this guy. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> That's it. I should have I started drinking when Johnny was out yeah, here. Yeah, dude. And seriously, we went I could have gotten you... Like, where'd we go? The cask and hammer. Yeah, man. You, you missed out on some quality crap beer did i tell you that we went so when we went to that we had a meetup at like a what would you call that place it wasn't a bar it was like a craft beer bar like it was a like if you're a craft beer nerd that's what you go like there was like you know 20 beers on draft all craft beer no bud light no liquor like just just all about the craft beer. this is how much they were all about the craft beer so i don't drink the only thing they had there that wasn't <laughs> beer was literally a pitcher of water like not even water on tap that you could like, or a bottle that you could get. Like just no, like, they get grab that, they this get, pitcher and they get that from the garden hose out back. Yeah, yeah, scoop it out of the toilet tank. I was like a second class citizen there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's regret. Hilarious. But uh, okay, yeah. go, we got to bring it back to SketchUp real quick because today's yeah, the day yeah, to okay. talk about it. Because Ben's not here to make fun of me for using yeah, to, SketchUp. To ridicule all of us for using SketchUp. I'm ready to defend you, Chris. I, I like it. I that's what I, was gonna do. Fusion, I wanted to ask. Yeah, what did you like think it. about it? Uh, overall, it was really great. I just found a Matthias Wandel video of him building a table. It was just a little side table in SketchUp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while he was building that, I was building mine, but I was just doing it in the same order he was. So I learned this is the button I need to, for this. That's what I need to do for that. And uh, it worked out really great. I mean, I modeled that coffee table in probably an hour and a half. Okay. From, and that was, the, I mean, aside from the one dining table, I did a terrible model of, and I realized I was doing the wrong things the whole time. Uh, the shape was right, but it wasn't done proper. Um, yeah. It, it it took like an hour, hour and a half to do, and that was basically f- starting from scratch. So it's pretty intuitive. That's what I was interested to hear is how long did you spend on it to like get to the point where now, you know, you're not an expert, obviously, but you're like proficient enough to get your ideas down and, and start yeah. like figuring things out a little bit. Um, yeah. 
You know what's really cool about SketchUp though is, and I did it in the video a little bit, is you can like make camera pans and yeah. all this yep. kind of stuff in it. Oh, so yeah. it was cool integrating that into the video because it was normally I would have done the same thing, but I would have shown a picture of the finished product. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. way, I'm able to explain what I'm doing. I'm able to show a close up, but I'm not really ruining the reveal quite as much. No. Even though I sh- I should I know I show it in the intro. But it's like, you know what I mean? I don't want to just keep throwing it at them because by that's the time... That's what you call the Chris Salamone in the, in the biz. That's what you call yeah. Chris Salamone. Seriously. Like I, the, the, the slow pan of the SketchUp model. Yeah. You know, that's, that's true. Uh, yeah. that's, that's Chris's signature. I think that SketchUp <laughs> is... that's. I mean, and this is true for any 3D modeling program. So I don't want to say that like I particularly like SketchUp for this. I just happen to use it. But it is really great for explaining things. There's a yeah, lot yes. of times when you're trying to explain something that like, you know, you can't take everything apart to like show this one specific part of what you're working on. So it actually makes it easier to illustrate something than some in, in some cases than showing the actual like built piece of furniture. Cause you're just getting into spots that you can't normally get into. So it actually is a really great tool for that. In addition to, you know, designing. The thing I use it for the most that nobody else really seems to use it for is generating cut lists and mm-hmm. also figuring out how much like rough lumber I need for something. So mm. like if I create a model and then use this cut list extension, which is a free extension for SketchUp. I can figure out exactly how many sheets of plywood I need, how many board feet of rough lumber. I mean, it's super convenient. And then, like, I actually use it to generate the cut list for me when I go out in the shop, and that's what I actually use for my plans. So, like, nice. it's almost like creating, like, very rough plans for me that I can then adjust if I need to, and it's it's so much easier than trying to figure all that stuff out yourself. I don't generate cut lists, but I always do like whenever I'm built working on a new project, I'll just like duplicate my model and then kind of like take it apart piece by piece to see what I'm going to need, especially for like hardwood things like, you know, how can I nest the legs together to use the material most efficiently that kind, especially when there's like angles involved and stuff. And actually I'm going to kind of do a like reverse engineering version of that in a project that I have coming up. The next thing I'm going to build is going to be for a like a challenge that I'm doing with Grizzly. I haven't talked about it here yet. So I'll probably be talking about that in the next couple of weeks. But basically they sent me out some like wood, a, like a bunch uh-huh. of like kind of random pieces of wood that I'm going to build something out of. So oh, okay. probably the way that I'll start that project, cause I still don't know what I'm going to build is I'll actually just like model the pieces into SketchUp and then start at the same time that I'm designing whatever I'm working on. I can subtract the material that I'm using from my blanks of wood essentially and i know like okay how far can i go you know doing stuff like that like that would be really hard to adjust without a tool like that you know it'd be easy to maybe just like make a first version but then as you like slowly want to adjust things and fine-tune things to get it just right it makes it way easier Yeah. yeah it's pretty cool and just to round out the sketchup just being able to see something before you build it is really good i i mean i think everybody has a picture of what it's going to look like in their head but proportion doesn't always right. lend itself great whenever it's a mental image. So being able to see it in not real life, but what it will look like in real life, right. it, it really helps because you can say like, oh, wait, this needs to be a little wider or something like that. Yep. When you can work out joinery problems and stuff like that, that if it's just in your head, you wouldn't necessarily think of. So yeah, Exactly. It's, so. it's great. I mean, I think, I think Fusion is really great, especially if you're going to be doing manufacturing. Like mm-hmm. That's where I think it excels because then you can create a file that's kind of shareable with a lot of different people using a lot of different softwares, whereas SketchUp, you're kind of in their system for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, like SketchUp's free. It's pretty easy to learn. And it's like a woodworking video game to me. That's, yep. uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. It's a good way to put right it. Right on. All right. So who's got an obsession? Chris, mm, Johnny? I also didn't anything? think about that. Mm. <laughs> anything? I mean, any, any YouTube videos that stuck out this week? I mean, I was just going to say Zelda because I finally beat Ganon this week. So He did I was it. Gonna, Round of applause. Zelda was going to be it, man. Breath of, the, Breath of the Wild. I will say I saw a video about somebody asked on Reddit, I went down a Reddit wormhole, where they asked how come birds, like when you see them looking around, they just like move their head really quick. And I guess it's Uh because they can't move their eyes. So, you know, like when you look at things, your eyes don't like slowly pan from one thing to the next. They like kind of dart around. Um, And so since they can't do that, like the way that their heads move. And actually, I think it's probably why, like when you see a chicken walking, how like its head kind of like stays in play or like kind of stays flat while their body moves. And so this guy rigged up a camera to them and he was using chickens as like a steady cam or like a gimbal that was like walking around and it worked 
pretty well. <laughs> nice. So if you're uh, wow. on a budget for a steady cam and you got a chicken, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's your answer. Oh man, dude, Reddit leads down some really serious like you can get uh, some dark places of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> man. Hold my Cosmo. If y'all have not been on that subreddit, I'm going to recommend that one. I've not been on that one, but I have been on trees sucking on things. Have you guys ever heard of that one? (laughs) Ah, no. It's actually pretty funny. It's basically anytime like a tree is next to something. So like say a tree was next to like a park bench and it keeps Uh growing. Eventually it'll sort Uh of envelop it. So people will take pictures where it looks like the tree's like sucking on the bench. (laughs) Got you. It's good stuff. That's kind uh, of Mike, well, have you thought of have you thought of anything? Have we killed? I haven't, time but I got a funny story. Whenever we were at the event in Sky, it took Johnny was there. Mm-hmm. There was a yeah. guy. There was I think two, maybe three people running little like bandsaw sawmills, and there yep. was a guy that was cutting up this gigantic tree, maybe walnut, maybe something else. I know it was a darker wood. It had a bullet. He cut the bullet right in half as he was sawing through the log. Nice. Apparently the tree had gotten shot and then it swallowed it, so it was like a foot and a half deep into the tree, but there was a bullet right in there. Yeah, that that evidently like happens. Uh, I think almost regularly. Like I know Cremona has talked about how like blades can get ruined by bullets or like people putting like you know big like nails or spikes in like nailing a sign on there or something, and then then the tree just eats it over the years, and you could never even see it. It's yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's weird. There you go, man. Trees sucking on things. <laughs> what was your obsession, Mike? <laughs> uh, I feel like we probably should have shouted it out already because he, he's one of the homies, and it is Bob Claggett. He put out a book. Oh, yeah. uh, oh yes. So Making it's Time. Ca- it's called Making Time. It's a quick read. Uh, I'm about a quarter of the way through it. I started it yesterday. It's good. So if you get a chance, go support support the, uh, the community, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Bob yeah. Claggett. Book is called Making Time. It's good. Go read it. Go support yeah, an well, author. I'm yeah. holding out for that audiobook. I went ahead and bought the Kindle book, of course, but I really want an audiobook read by somebody of that. I just think it would be pretty comical. Like yeah. if you got like Jimmy or somebody to read the book, I think that would be pretty Everybody awesome. read each other's books. Yeah. Right. I think it'd be hilarious. I don't know if I would trust Jimmy to read my book, but <laughs> going off script. Oh, no. He'd add some flavor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much, Johnny, for being on the show again. Uh, if you're yeah. not already following him, is it at Crafted Workshop on Instagram? Pretty much on everything. Yeah, that's uh, I locked it all down. Yeah, and and obviously go subscribe to him on YouTube. Go watch his videos. That's the hub of what everybody is doing, really. So uh, it yep. is at Modern Maker Podcast as, as a whole, at 4S Furniture, and at Modern Builds. If you guys have any questions, any comments, any topic ideas, hit us up on DMs on Instagram. You can email us. At, that is at modernmakerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's about it. Make sure you get your Workbench Con tickets. The link will be down in the description. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye, everybody. See ya. See ya.